What's up? It's your pal once you get Stardicus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. This is the first movie I've done for the Dixar series, where I actually rewatched the damn thing, which I should probably do way more often so I actually know what the fuck I'm talking about. Fucking bless watch cartoon online, that's where I watched Avatar 2. Whoever runs that website is doing wonderful service to the community. So today we're just talking about the original Aladdin movie, not the sequel or the TV series or the 2019 live action remake. There is so much sex slave stuff for Aladdin, I mean, makes sense. It pretty explicitly seemed like that was where Jafar was taking it, you know, during that one scene. They made it way too easy, especially for the people with like mind control and brainwashing fetishes. So what if Jafar won, you guys? Plenty of people have something to say about that, but if I just talked about Jasmine and Sorcerer Jafar for the whole episode, that wouldn't be very exciting now, would it? The only true sex slave fic I cover today will be the last one, because there's plenty of other stuff in this fandom that just, you know, makes you scratch your head. I don't want to spoil it for you just yet, but there were some straight up bizarre pairings, some more obvious than others. And lastly, I just want to mention that I found a fic called Jafar Enslaves Prime Minister Jasmine of the Feminist Republic of Agrippa. Yeah, that's the whole title there. Uh, I won't be covering it though because it doesn't seem like it's finished, but I want y'all to know that such a thing exists. Today's fucked up meter rating is an 8.5 out of 10 for bestiality and slavery. Nothing had me super shook today, but there were plenty of what the fuck and why moments. So we'll start off with lighter and shorter stuff as usual, and I get more fucked up as it goes on. So let's go. Dixar has been on hold for too long. Let's talk about that sweet, sweet Aladdin porn. I'm gonna start off with not a porno, but with some just fucking sad shit. I chose this one because I like rare pairs, and especially in the Dixar series, crack ships. What I really wanted was some Jafar and Iago, his parrot, but what I found was Genie and Iago, weirdly enough. But it's like an optimistic character and a grumpy character pairing. Some people really like that dynamic, including myself. So I kind of get it, even though it's definitely very strange and it didn't occur to me either. So the fic begins with Genie fucking dying. He's just got some unnamed illness and he's on his deathbed and Iago's there with him, just now learning that he's done for, basically. And this gave me some feels, man. Like, Genie kept experiencing expecting Iago to get all angry that he had to lie about not, you know, being dying. And he does get pissed at moments, but not as much as Genie expects. Like, it's more sad. So uh, Genie magically summons a box of tissues for them, which uses up a lot of his remaining energy. And he, it really sets off Iago. <laughs> he says like, you big blue idiot, are you trying to kill yourself faster? Like, okay, but do parrots cry, though? I looked into it, and only humans cry for emotional reasons. Hey, we're talking about Disney here, though. I'm not gonna go hard on them. Here's a slightly longer quote. You said you wouldn't leave me. And I'm not. I'm always gonna be with you. You don't really believe that nonsense, do you? You are leaving me, because you won't physically be here with me. And don't say you will in spirit, because that doesn't mean crap. I mean, I'm feeling a connection with this grumpy little shit, I gotta say. Here's the scene that ends a fake fucking depressing shit here. I probably should have chosen something happier considering the rest of the episode. Here we go. But Jeannie could tell that deep down, Iago just wanted to be next to him. If tonight was their last night, which it very much was, he motioned for the parrot to come over, opening his arms wide for him. Birdie, 
Come here. Iago hesitated for a few moments before he made his choice. He flew over into Genie's waiting arms, lying down so the much bigger arms could wrap around him in a warm embrace. Genie's body heat was much warmer than usual, the illness taking over his body slowly but surely in the last months, but the parrot was able to ignore that. They weren't the typically overly sentimental couple that Aladdin and Jasmine were, except for Genie on many occasions, but right now, they wanted to lay in silence, to enjoy the sound of each other's heartbeat, knowing that one heartbeat would cease completely very very soon. There was no need to say I love you a million times or even to say it at all. They didn't need to say it now because they already knew the truth. And besides, the silence and the overlapping sound of their heartbeats was enough for them. <laughs> it's just he's swooping in to remind us that Jeannie's dying though. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, that one heartbeat's gonna end, you know? So this person really wrote about Jeannie slowly succumbing to that sweet release of death and his parrot boyfriend being sad and angry. What an absolute crack pairing. They nonetheless were kind of able to pull off. So that was just a unique little fic I thought I'd throw in just for the hell of it. But now it's back to your regularly scheduled program, aka Corn Time. One day, Sometime after the events of the movie, I suppose, Aladdin falls asleep while riding the magic carpet. Not the only type of carpet riding going on here, am I right, guys? And the carpet is fine with this and wants to take care of Aladdin and help him sleep peacefully. Quote, Genie had the magic, Abu had the history, Jasmine had his love, but it was carpet who would never, ever let Aladdin fall. The thing is, though, Aladdin seems to be having a very sexy dream, and he has a boner, and Carpet's starting to wonder what has him getting so hard, so he sits him down on a balcony and basically starts molesting this kid in his sleep. Hey, Carpet, that's mad creepy. Don't do that. Don't sleep molest people. Sleeping people cannot consent. Remember that, guys. So how's Carpet fuck, you ask? The answer? creatively. He wishes he were human, but, you know, that feel when you didn't rub the lamp, so, you know, he just has to do his best here with what he's got. And carpet be vibrating. Let's talk about a phrase that derives from this. Aladdin felt the rumbling movements down his ass. I don't know, just the word rumbling makes it sound like Aladdin's about to rip a huge fart. That's what I think of when I think of an ass rumbling, not a vibrator-style approach to sexual pleasure. Carpet also manages to move Aladdin's hands to his dick, so instinct can do the rest and he can just, like, jerk off into sleep. They describe Aladdin's dick as his straining girth. Oh my god, y'all, just say cock, for fuck's sake. And Carpet, quote, swipes at Aladdin's ass with, like, the edge of him the edge of himself, and nipple tassels. Uh, okay, usually you'd think of someone wearing them, right? What about nipple tassels as in having your nipples pleasured by tassels attached to a sentient carpet? Yeah, how about that? And that ends with Aladdin waking up because he just nutted himself right back to reality. And they're both embarrassed about what happened, but Aladdin doesn't know that he was being molested in his sleep, so he just kind of blames himself for nutting while riding carpet. So this fic, I think someone had to write it. So thank you for your service, author Guilty Housewife. You are braver than any U.S. Marine. So this next fic is a bit of an AU, I suppose. There's a lot of backstory, but in short, Aladdin works as a servant in the palace for Jasmine and Jafar. Jasmine gets locked up for treason for unclear reasons. Aladdin finds the genie and wishes for his own kingdom, and then Jafar conquers this new kingdom and takes Aladdin as a slave. Kind of convoluted, but the next question is what sets up the rest of what happens. So, no Jasmine and an old-ass sultan who can't get it up no more. What's a kingdom to do without an heir to the throne? Well, the sultan passes on the throne to his trusted advisor Jafar, and the people of Agrabah, you know, they don't take it that well at first, but they get used to it. And Aladdin and Jafar are married! 
because I guess they were kind of close before the whole genie thing happened and they ended up getting close again you know even though motherfucker got taken as a slave and magic okay that's how we're gonna answer our question of what you're gonna do with no heir to the throne you see Agrabah isn't like other kingdoms oh you don't understand me I'm not like other girls because people openly practice magic there unlike in other places so it's time for da, 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 magical empreg potion because fuck you that's why so they gotta fuck like right after aladdin drinks that potion and they gotta do like a special chant because i don't know arbitrary rules are arbitrary so there's some things that happen in this sex scene they spend a long time talking about like the rose oil lube that aladdin rubbed on his butthole like ah yes this is the same lube he wore on the night of their wedding you know as is tradition and also like they use this other lube you usually but today they're using this lube <laughs> just i don't know why they went into such detail about that but okay aladdin keeps calling a master i mean i hope they just be doing that in the bedroom not the rest of their relationship but okay quote the smiling mahogany orbs <laughs> of his husband oh you know i love a good orb now and then but just for fuck's sake just say eyes it's also super weird that there's real intimacy in this too they like genuinely love each other it kind of weirds me out and then jafar like whips out a butt plug at the end so his cum doesn't leak out of aladdin's asshole which is a that's a cursed sentence if there ever was one and it's even more cursed if you know the reasoning behind not wanting the cum to leak out you already know you already know what it is uh by the way we're far from done with butt plugs like there are so many butt plugs in the next fic like more butt plugs in that single fic than in the rest of the barslow history combined so yeah new prince is born nine months later because i i am pregnant i guess why was this necessary? But now you know there's like Jafar and Aladdin Empreg and that child was born out of love, not sexual slavery. And that's kind of, you know, it's kind of weird to me that way, I think. So that sure fucking exists. This next fic, it's kind of an expansion upon someone else's work. In the author's own words, it's spun wildly out of control. So in this version of events, when Aladdin gets stuck in that damn cave, Abu and Carpet get out, supposedly, that'll become important later, you'll see. And he's stuck there without them. So he rubs the lamp on accident and Genie comes out. And Genie, he's a bit different looking in this, you know, porno version of Aladdin. He's got like gold nipple rings. He's wearing like really thin pants so everyone can see his fat cock. You're a lot smaller than my last master. Well, that line gets all twisted around as the Genie goes off on a tangent to mean that his last master was a big dude with a tiny cock and genie tricked him good when he wished for a bigger dick he thought he had a big dick but now tiny dick skinny pee and everyone hated him genie decides that he ain't gonna play aladdin like that like he did the last dude because he likes him and he gives him unlimited wishes i was gonna be like oh yo aladdin what the fuck why are you wasting your wish on making this damn cave nicer just wish you get the fuck out no he gets to do whatever he wants now and forever because unlimited wishes so okay fine stay in the freaking cave aladdin his first wish is to make the cave hospitable apparently that entails having concubines there they made it into a palace basically but like there are concubines there because i don't know when i think of make something more hospitable i just think of like food and water and like a bed or something not sex slaves oh my god so the first of the concubines are two twins who bathe aladdin and they get him all horny and shit and they, they be teasing him in that bath and they teasing him with the massage he gets you know constantly bypassing his boner they say the word bypassing a few times these concubines all have so many piercings and like rings on their balls and like their nipples and stuff also the decision to give 
of Aladdin, like an all-male sex slave team. Genie got Gator. He keeps getting handed off to different servant boys who just love his ass, you know, fingering it, licking it. They neglect his dick pretty hard in favor of his ass. There's so much butt stuff. Why don't we talk about some phrasing? Rosie Pucker. Okay. Aladdin began to feel his cock fill. I mean, I guess that's one way to say he got hard on heavy balls and soft globes. To refer to an ass, my god, at least it wasn't orbs, but seriously, this is barely better. Okay, so the last servant. We gotta talk about this, because it's a real twist. He's been asking all the concubines their names as he cycles through them, and this one? He's a boo. The monkey. Turned into a human, and Aladdin is gonna fuck him anyways, even though he learns the truth while he still has a chance to turn back. All the other servants were animals that were living in the cave too. Genie just had to transform them because he can't make life where there is none. And Abu, you guessed it, eats Aladdin's ass because butt stuff! Dude, just suck his dick like a normal person. Oh wait, you're not a normal person, you're a fucking monkey. Turned into a person. So that gets done, and Genie's been watching on and off this whole time, and now he wants in, and Aladdin is happy to oblige he wishes for the genie to fuck him here's this sentence about genie's dick oh my god glistening with oil the imposing member was crowned with a fat head flushed rich indigo and weeping a steady stream of pearly pre-cum there's so much in this sentence imposing member <laughs> crowned and weeping bitch i'm weeping too the fuck so we finally get the dick in the ass, not the fingers in the ass or the tongue in the ass. Genie fucks this boy, and after he nuts, he lets Abu fuck Aladdin's ass. And then Aladdin gets spit-roasted by Genie and Abu because it's also a cursed sentence, my god. And Aladdin wishes that every day could be like this one. So Genie shoves a butt plug in him. This is the first of the butt plugs. There are many more butt plugs to come. Not in explicit sex scenes, but they keep being like, butt plugs, butt plugs, butt plugs. You'll see. And all the servants come over, and they sleep in a big naked pile with Aladdin. There's this kind of long epilogue about how the cave of wonders has been transformed into the palace of wonders now there's a village like only gay men are allowed in i guess and the genie fucks aladdin in public at all the festivals so the subjects can see how well their new prince takes cock and everyone wears butt plugs all the time and they gotta have their dicks out all the time and all the various sexual jewelry like marks all the ranks of the servants if you get like a gold cock ring you know you've made it in aladdin's harem and then when Jafar and Iago come crawling in, Genie transforms Iago into a servant boy and then Jafar becomes a bird. <sighs> so yeah, uh, someone fucking wrote this. I'll credit them, I guess, with having a harem master who's a bottom. That seems pretty rare to me. Okay, next fic. It's been all gay stuff until now. That's about a change because there's a certain princess we haven't discussed yet. We begin with Jasmine masturbating because what else are you going to do in the palace, really? Like, really, I have to wonder how people filled their days before the internet and TV and radio. Like, unless they were just struggling to survive all the time, which Jasmine is clearly not, so she's got all the free time in the fucking world. She likes to masturbate six or seven times a day, and she used to be all embarrassed about it. Then she just gradually stopped caring, and she started trying weirder and weirder stuff, like fruit dildos and spying on guards changing to get herself up because normal stuff gets boring after a while, right? Even the weirdest stuff she does to pleasure herself gets a little dull after a while too because what she really wants is to be fucked hard. So her pet tiger waltzes on in and she's like, oh, oh, it's you. I can't fuck a tiger, right? Can I? Maybe I can? 
And Raja, you know, he's looking at her all weird. And she realizes that it's because he's never seen her naked before. Well, you don't need to be naked to masturbate, Jasmine. I don't know what's up with that, but okay. And this is the time of me reading this, by the way. I've owned a cat for like three days and I've already flashed her like twice. She's also been in and out of my room during this recording so much. I keep having to fucking pause the recording so she can come in and out. If you hear any weird background noise, that's probably her. She's a little baby. I might post some pictures of her on Instagram. If that's not an incentive to follow me, I don't know what is. The bar is low with an underscore in between each word if you want to see fucking pictures of my cat. And if you want to see shitty digital art for each episode. Anyway, what I'm saying is that it's not weird to flash your pets. They also call him a Serbian tiger. Hmm, I didn't know they had tigers in Serbia. No, they meant Siberian. So she cuddles with her tiger, plays with him a little, and then he starts investigating this new area of Jasmine that he's never seen before eating her out. Let's discuss how they describe Jasmine's pussy. Slick hairless vagina. Jasmine shaves or she's just that young because this clearly happens before Aladdin shows up. She could be like 12 and not have hit puberty yet. If so, you nasty. Moist womanhood. No, just no. As someone who's on a search for the worst to love me a good moist, but like don't actually use that word if you're trying to write good erotica or the word womanhood either. Just say cunt or something. I don't fucking know. Just not womanhood. And then this sentence. I love this sentence. Jasmine's pussy exploded with passionate hot juices. Exploded. It <laughs> exploded. And how can juice be passionate? That's what I want to know. And what I also want to know. How is Raja this good at eating pussy? Like cats have this like rough sandpaper tongues. And I'd expect that would not feel good on the cliff, especially the longer it goes on. And she knows this is so wrong, but she's like, you know what? Fuck it. A bitch is lonely. My pet tiger has to make me come now. And then she just has the most intense orgasm of her little life. So much of the dialogue is just her screaming in pleasure. And then she says, she says, that was so incredible. I don't know how to repay you. Hmm. Wow. She, like, immediately after saying that, sees that Raja has a big tiger boner. Hmm, how to repay him? Like, y'all know that cats have penile spines, right? It's not gonna feel so good, Jasmine. But she figures that Raja does deserve to be repaid. And, you know, if she's gonna be married one day, well, she's gonna practice for her husband. She starts off with a handjob because she isn't even sure that blowjobs are, like, a thing that people do. I wonder how she knows anything about sex in the first place. This is the first erect dick she's seen. I think she'd be a little freaked out and not know that penises get hard in the first place. So, day 69. What is my life? Why am I reading this? Why did someone write this? Jasmine 69ing with her pet tiger. Y'all are too much sometimes. She comes first and then he nuts all over her. This sex grades girls, it, it, she's about to be like, I want it inside me, but she regains some control of herself and she's got to think about it. And there is a second chapter, so I think y'all can figure out what Jasmine decided. She wakes up the next day thinking it might have been a dream, but it wasn't. Quote, the memory of Raja's humongous tiger tongue sliding up and down her quivering womanhood. Can a pussy quiver? Why do I keep seeing this and then having to ask this question? I don't want to ask this question anymore. I don't think a pussy can quiver. Oh, 
So some random guard comes into her room, tell her that her father's gonna be out for a few days doing some sultan stuff. Basically, this means no one's gonna walk in on her fucking tiger. She's all startled and has to like, you know, put on clothes before she lets this dude talk to her. And this hoe spends the day masturbating to the memory of last night. And when Roger shows up again, she's like, oh, nope, this isn't happening. Yeah, sure, Jasmine. So Roger just starts to line up anyways, and Jasmine's like, oh no, it's too big. Like, showing him that if he were to go all the way inside it would go past her belly button yeah that shit never stops fan fiction authors never it has never stopped a fan fiction author i've yet to encounter a fic where a humongous cock stops penetration from happening i am going to write a fic where someone's huge cock stops penetration all right mark my fucking words i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna fake everyone out so hard there's gonna be like a thousand comments on that thing being like bitch where's the sex people are gonna hate me for it but that's my service to the world and we're not even gonna talk about the penile spines i see and also by the way by the way this is not the last time we're gonna hear about jasmine's belly button in this episode far from it and in fact, this shit does not stop fanfic authors. Specifically, at this point, this fanfiction author, here's some quotes from the sex scene. She could feel her insides struggling to fit this monster. Her pussy was clenching his dick so very tightly. She couldn't have taken an inch more length or girth. It was a perfect fit. A perfect fit. Ain't that fucking adorable, guys? It's like a match made in heaven. They're meant for each other. Quote, the pleasure was so intense and constant, she couldn't tell if she had just come or if this was the constant feeling one had when being fucked by a cock like this. She learned it was the latter. I don't think that's how it works, but okay. Porn logic. And then they back with the quivering pussy. Oh my god. So after having the best sex of her life, that's just so much better than anything she could have done to herself, she decides she's gonna fuck Raja whenever she wants, however he wants, wherever she wants? I don't know, maybe not that last one, but this ends with Jasmine having joined the cult of the catcock. And I know there's at least one other Jasmine Raja fic, cause y'all nasty. Alright, it's time for today's last selection. The intro to this fic is Aladdin trying to out-trick Jafar by convincing him that the genie is more powerful than he is, even as a sorcerer. But in this version of events, Jafar sees right through the ploy, and he wishes for Jasmine to become a genie. Not just any genie, a perfect genie slave, just for him. Can't wish for more wishes, wish for more genies. Seems like a pretty good loophole to me. And the writing is surprisingly good. It describes Jasmine turning into a genie really well, actually. There's a lot of detail. Maybe they made this section so long as script for the transformation fetish of it all. Mm, could be. So first things first, a mysterious voice that is never explained guides Jasmine through her magical enslavement. She has to be nearly naked for Jafar, and her new very skimpy outfit has nipple tassels. See, this is what I think of when I think of nipple tassels. Tassels that you wear on your nipples, not tassels of a sentient carpet pleasuring your nipples. And her mind is wiped, all her other convictions get yeeted, and her will is dissolved, and she lives only to serve Jafar now. So this bitch comes out of her lamp, and man, she'd be speaking with so many tildes, like, yeah, I can grant you three wishes, but I ain't gonna go into detail, because you've had a genie before. I wouldn't want to insult your intelligence or anything, master tilde. So Jafar's first wish is for them to be married, which, I mean... What an absolute waste of a wish, in my opinion. She's already your slave. She lives for you. It wouldn't take much convincing for her to agree to that. His second wish makes a little more sense, but I still feel like it's kind of redundant. 
I wish for you to be my eternal tool for the subjugation of my enemies and foes, that you execute my will without hesitation or regret with your incredible powers. The concept of wishing isn't very metal, but I gotta say, that shit sounds pretty fucking demonic. I can see those as metal lyrics. And then is that another loophole I sense? I wish for you to immediately execute my will? Hmm. And these people, they'll be banging out their wishes and thinking so small. Like, I'd be contemplating my wishes for days trying to think of the perfect wording. My shit would be like, I don't know, prevent global warming so my whole generation doesn't fucking live in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Or some shit like that. Not, I wish I was a billionaire and I had a big dick. Aladdin could have abolished the whole class system. Or he could have at least gotten rid of the law, preventing princesses from marrying commoners. But no, he chose to become part of the problem. Aladdin is a class traitor. So Jafar made his second wish in reference to Aladdin, who's trying to still win Jasmine back after all that. Being like, no, Jasmine, you can't be his gene set slave to no avail and he wants jasmine to humiliate aladdin so jasmine and aladdin get sucked into the lamp and she's talking to him like hey this doesn't have to be bad the way things go from here on out she's hypnotizing him by spinning her nipple tassels just end me right now so as if this wasn't already weird, she keeps talking about how much he's probably fantasized about all her various body parts. But there's one thing in particular that she knows he just can't keep his eyes off of. I quote, I am talking, of course, about my navel till day. Well, this is a first for me. Belly button fetishism didn't even occur to me in spite of how much I love The Room, aka the best worst movie ever in which Johnny appears to be fucking Lisa's navel in the first sex scene. So Aladdin, he doesn't actually have a fetish for her navel. It's just the power of hypnotic suggestion and she doesn't want Aladdin to get any of the real juicy body parts because that's just reserved for Jafar. She has a genie tail now, right? Not legs. So she wouldn't have a vagina either, right? Eh, considering all the weird stuff genie turned himself into in the movie, I'm sure she she can make a pussy for herself though so she just jerks him off for an indefinite period of time and he just comes and comes again for i quote the navel of his dreams till day oh i've heard of cock worship but navel worship man y'all just a little bit weird and she hypnotizes him to think that he was always her slave and he always worshipped her belly button what the fuck here's a quote and the only thing that you can ever dream of is to beat your meat to my navel. <laughs> Remember this, till day. Jasmine teased as she subtly spun her navel in circles with some careful waist movements, adding some tantalizing gestures to the mix. Now come for me, shoot your worthless S word into the air for your goddess, till day. And he did. It was the best moment of his life as of this moment. He felt defeated, entirely conquered, and yet satisfied as he stained the carpet with his white flag of pleasure. White flag of pleasure. Ugh, shoot your S word in the air like you just don't care. Am I right, guys? And then beat your meat. Sounds so out of place, but I love it. So Aladdin is now not the slave of a slave, but he is the slave of a slave's navel. She says this. He isn't worthy of her body, so he just gets her belly button. So, you guys, if this is Jafar's will that she is executing, then I think... I think Jafar has a belly button fetish, you guys. She comes out of the lamp and tells Jafar what she did, and Jafar's like, oh, how clever of you. That's because he has a navel fetish, you guys. In the epilogue, she and Jafar get married, and she's still manipulating everyone and transforming Aladdin into a camel and a carpet and all, all sorts of shit to be used by Jafar for transportation. And he's still worshipping her navel, and everyone's happy, kind of. 
oh, that was a fetish I wasn't aware of. You know, there's weirder stuff out there, but yeah, this was surprising because it didn't really occur to me. Oh, this fic was fairly well written, though, but man, it went on about her belly button forever. Oh, so that's all I got for this edition of Dicks Are. Just once I would have liked to see someone's pussy or asshole called their Cave of Wonders, but no, y'all had to hit me with the Empregolat and the Human Sex Slave Aboo, Tiger Sex, and fucking Jasmine's Navel, among other things. Y'all crazy, that's all I have to say about that. So today we covered Don't Give Me Up by That Lucky Rabbit, Rugburn, Soothed by Guilty Housewife, Almus Alcamu by Born Wolf Girl, A Diamond in the Rough by Morgaus Haldane, spelled M-O-R-G-A-U-S-E-H-A-L-D-A-N-E, Jasmine and Her Lovely Pet by Rathos898, and Never Had a Slave Like Her by Incredible Intruder. The Barslow is on Instagram. You can find us at the Barslow with an underscore in between each word. Maybe you will see pictures of my new cat there. You'll know what's coming up next. If you have a fix suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. I'm not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. And as always, I'm your pal, Winchick Gestalticus. This is the Barslow. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today.